Welcome to the BeerCast. My name is Richard. Welcome again to another podcast. We're based in the incredibly sunny and warm Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, with me today on my right is uh, Charles. Uh, Richard, hello. Hello. You're normally over there, but you're over here today. I am. Uh, we also have uh, the fifth BeerCaster, Stuart. Hello. Stuart. Hello. Stuart Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. <laughs> you're, the, you're the Sutcliffe to my... Uh... <laughs> the old Lennon. Hello, Lennon. <laughs> uh, you can be Lennon, I'll be McCartney. Uh, all right. Is that Mr. Beast Ringo? No, <laughs> no, Mr. Beast Ringo. You're George Harrison. Might the other one. Yeah, George Harrison. I'll do. Oh, is he the serial killer? No, that's Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. Okay. I don't like being associated with that. <laughs> Stuart Sutcliffe was the fifth. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he, he, got was. It right. he was. He's only died. I don't know. A anyway. lot of them have died. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going well. Move on. I'm grieving too as well. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Yes. Uh, and we're doing. We're carrying on with our best of British theme for 2012, where we're having featuring. Well, we're trying to feature all British, British beers. And today we've got four British IPAs, and they're all new for us. All, yeah. All relatively recent. This one's reasonably old, but uh, this first one is... Lotus IPA from uh, the old uh, Ilkley Brewery Company. Ilkley. In Yorkshireville. Ah, Appenix Grand. Ilkley is a spa town in West Yorkshire on the River Wharf, 12 miles north of Bradford. Happen, you're right. A population of 13,000. It's famous for its spa waters and surrounding countryside. It we, we've had the experience of spa water before, haven't we? We have, in Harrogate. Yeah, it wasn't you that wouldn't drink it, it was Mr B, wasn't no, it? No, I was downing it by the egg cupful, yeah. It was uh, pretty horrendous. It was. Spa water? Spa water, yeah. It so was eggy goodness. Bubbles up. It is <laughs> All right, so it's sulfuric. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one was. With. In the 19th century, Ilkley gained notoriety for the quality of its water with a hydropathic establishment constructed in Wheatley, where Charles Darwin stayed. When he was... Uh, Publishing his book, he stayed there for treatment. Anyway, so this is a Ilkley Blurry Lotus IPA. Let's have a quick. Uh... Smells alright. That's right. I'm, I'm, getting va- I'm getting vanilla here. Vanilla? Yeah. A little bit of vanilla and peach. Yeah. No doubt, each. Quite so fruity. I suppose that with the style show, there's going to be some differentiation between all four, but um, they're all reasonably strong. This is the weakest of the night in terms of ABV. Should I be starting with it? No, <laughs> yeah, Eating us in the in trouble. <laughs> My fellow podders have been downing beers already this evening at uh, a fine Edinburgh establishment, and I've been uh, waiting here setting up. So they're all already three pints to the wind. He was invited, listeners. It I wasn't, did. It wasn't true. as yeah. if was we, it, we were. It <laughs> wasn't a clandestine meeting. <laughs> but he preferred to prepare for the beer cast. I did. Well, I'm dedication for I'm you. It's uh, looking puzzled, Stu. What do you think of Lotus IPA? Witty. Yeah, it's quite fruity. Um, the reason I'm looking puzzled is I didn't expect to like it being from Yorkshire. <laughs> hey. oh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> Even though, listeners, he sounds like he's from I Yorkshire. I sound like I'm from Yorkshire. Uh, the Stu backstory. He comes from a small uh, Hamburg night spot. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> okay. um, no, it's, just, it's pretty fruity. It's quite, uh, it's quite nice, that. I really do like that one. It's yeah. proper quaffable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a little bit of malt there. Well, there's quite a bit, bit more malt than hops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way. not as bitterly hoppy as some, but that, none the worse for it. Yeah. It says, an award-winning true India pale. Ah, that's one of the awards. That's for you, Andy. Mm-hmm. There are hints of tropical fruits and yeah. apricot balanced with powerful oh. bitter finish. Apricot, that's a good call. It is very apricot. Yeah. yeah. 
That's actually a very good description of it, I would say. <laughs> For once, that, I yeah, can actually yeah, see where they're yeah. coming from. No, I, Seriously, yeah. I was reading it and thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah, and normally... You, you just like, well, you get what, <laughs> tropical I'd, fruits. Being the layman here, I think oh, they took the crap and then put stuff on the on the label. But, marketing speak, yeah. Yeah, but that actually is a very good description. It's not far off. Ilkley started in 2009 in an industrial state in the town. Uh, they're the first working brewery there for over 100 years. The original Ilkley Brewery, named the Ilkley Brewery, Brewery? Ilkley Brewery. And you've not been drinking. It's a tongue twister. The Ilkley Brewery and Aerated Water Company was founded in 1873. Their trademark beers were called Olicana. So that's the Roman name for Ilkley. And in fact, if you're from Ilkley, you're an Olicanian. That's a great name. That's good so that's why, is that, that's why they've got spa water. Exactly. Yeah, the Romans, they're, they're into their spas, weren't they? They loved the old baths. They did. Why the hell did they change their name? What, the Romans? Yeah, the Roman name's Farmer. Oh, the Olicante, yeah. Ilkley. Ilkley Mobartat. Oh, I have some facts about Ilkley Mobartat. Do you want to regale your Yorkshire? Do you want to regale our listeners with a full verse of Ilkley Mobartat? I can't remember it. Go for it, go for it. You, no, you, you, have, you have got more information than I have. Wikipedia has more information than I do. God, yes. It's yeah. a folk song, very famous, unofficial, the unofficial anthem of Yorkshire. Would you agree with that? How many of the Yorkshire anthems are there? There's only one. That's no. just boycott. That's possibly, <laughs> no. possibly why. No, it's probably, it probably is then, because I can't think of any others. An Oklahoma Bartat. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? No. No. Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah. Is that who's that's the sound in yeah, traditional tune then? Yeah. yeah. The song's words written in Yorkshire dialect translate as Onuklimor without a hat. Alright. Onuklimor Bartat. The song tells of a lover courting the object of his affections called Mary Jane. And they also do appear called Mary Jane, which is very nice. And the the contact information is Mary Jane at Presumably having no hat in those days was like really bad news. Well, well, it was a bit chilly up north, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's it. The singer chides the lover for his lack of headwear. For without yeah. the cold winds, sorry, without the cold winds of Ilkley Moor means certain death from exposure. Certain no. death? Well, death from exposure. This is Ilkley or Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, it's in, cold back in the day. In turn, this results in the burial of the uh, quarter, the eating of his corpse by worms, the eating of the worms by ducks, and finally the eating of ducks by the singers. That's what the song's about. Yeah. So it's a whole... Yeah, nice little parable. A circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. And if you go, if you go to look up Wikipedia page, the uh, Ilkamore Bartat page, there's a photo of someone took of some ducks sitting on Ilkamore, as in the song. Mm, very good. Well, I've learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely have people said those words without sounding less less intense. That's true. I didn't. I didn't know that. And the train spotter in me spots that oh, is, it, is this the first beer label that we've had that's had a Facebook and Twitter icon actually on the label? I believe also has a QR code on it. If you want to swirl it about, it does. There yeah. you go. God, they're getting down with the kids, aren't they? There is one one brew that puts, and it was in the news a couple of months ago, weeks ago, months ago. They put QR codes on pump clips now, so if you want to know tasting notes, you can just scan it, and it comes up on your phone before you order. So you don't yeah. have to ask the barman. So, so you don't have to ask the barman and. Engage in any kind of conversation with Pretty a human. They're not going to have to like, yeah. ask about anything. Yeah. Just, hang on, I'm just going to scan the QR code on yeah. your nose. Just get a vending machine, push a button, and it comes out. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks, Pat. I quite like that. I'm very surprised that it's actually. It's not not a really 
American the IPA, but it's yeah. it's a very good. Proper fruity, isn't it? It's got a bit of lemon. It's got lots of apricot. You're right, and there's that bit of biscuity end, but it's, yeah. it's quite sweet at the end, like kind yeah. of cereal. Yeah, yeah. it's it's quite cold when we started, but I think the warmer it'll be, you need to. But they're a great brewery. I mean, Mary Jane is a great beer, and they do um, a good one I've had of theirs. It's also really nice, but they don't come up here very often. Um, I got all these beers from Beeritz, and they were. You're a fan of an IPA, Stuart? You, uh, Absolutely. I, mean, I think you mentioned something there about it not being a British IPA but not being an American one. Definitely in between the two of them. They were you. We were sound you. the same, but you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let <laughs> you off. Different uh, sides of Pennines. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's an American IPA. <laughs> no, no, it's, for me, this is, it's a real good balance of an IPA because, I mean, I, you know, I, I enjoy my American IPAs. But That's why I, you're here? Couldn't not just because Mr. B couldn't make it. I couldn't drink a hell of a lot of them, but I'm not saying I can drink a hell of a lot of this either. But uh, this is it's a bit more uh, of a session beer, yeah, a session IPA than a, yeah. I would normally go for. Albeit at five point seven percent, I'd watch your yeah. session at five point six, but it's still yeah. well, yeah. I'd give it's it. Not, I'd give it a good go. It's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not safe. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for that. Yeah. A good, a nice, pleasant introduction into. All right. Well, yes, we seem to be winding down. So let's have some scores for uh, Ilkley Lotus IPA, five point seven percent. Who wants to go first? A strong eight. I see a hand. Oh, strong eight. Strong eight. Wow. Okay. Rocking the eight already. Yeah. Yes, man. I was thinking a seven and a half actually. Mm-hmm. You can always adjust scores at the end. Yeah. yeah that's... No, I, I had an eight in my mind, so that's the number I'm going to say. Winding with the eights already. Yeah, it's not your standard IPA of what we're used to, but it's a, a cracker. I'm going to give that an eight too. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a score. In fact, I may even roll out the T word, and that's tremendous. Wow. wow. Special indeed. Hmm. Okay, so that was our first beer in our IPA special. This does have a theme, but you may spot the theme by the end of the show. And this, the theme isn't IPAs. <laughs> yes. Oh, they're all British. Somebody and that's not the theme either, no. Right, it's in flowers. It's not flowers, no, that's a good guess. But keep guessing. Uh, and we'll come back very shortly with our second British IPA. Are they all from Yorkshire? <laughs> they're not actually, they're all English, but that's not the theme either. No, all right. Stop. I was going to get to a 9 and I thought, no, I'm going to break out a 9.5. Uh, go! <laughs> hey, hey, stop going. I get that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, okay, welcome back. Hello, my name's Richard. Welcome back to Edinburgh, a very unseasonably warm Edinburgh. It's, uh, you may hear some voices in the background. That's because we've got the window open and there are people in the garden, amazingly. In March. Wow. In March. Incredible. Start of March or, yeah, start of April by the time you hear this, but hopefully at the end of March. Uh, second beer, Stuart's lovingly fondling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful with it. Yeah, cat might pop off. get and it is. It, oh, it's got to give it back to me now. That is the Bristol Beer Factory Southville Hop. BBFSH, Bristol Beer Factory Southville Hop. Bristol is not a spa town, but makes up for it by being the eighth largest city in Britain. Eighth. Hooray. Hooray. Never pause there. <laughs> well done, um, Bristol. Until the rapid rise of the Midlands and the Northern cities during the Industrial Revolution, it was actually the third biggest city outside of London. Which is that one? This one. Uh, Apart from York and Norwich, France. Norwich? Yeah. Both, both towns aren't that big. Not anymore. Yeah. Bristol was going <laughs> well. He needs more, he needs to catch up, doesn't he? He does. He needs some more. Eh, no, what? That 
Preston was going well until the Black Death destroyed half its population in 1348. Yeah, but... mm. And then it slipped down, it slipped down the table. Ooh, damn you, Black Death. You, <laughs> you, you pesky death. <laughs> you you pesky bastard. You pesky bastard. Because it was a, a famous port, and of course that's where the rats went. Well, the rats didn't go there, but I suppose they did, in a way. What's rats? Indirectly. Indirectly the rats came in and that's, that wiped out all the people there. Uh, my final boring Bristol fact, there are 34 places in on Earth called Bristol. 34? That's a lot. It is. Most in North America. Yeah. And I've got more boring Bristol facts, but let's, let's carry on with we'll get to them later. I apologise to you. Oh, oh, accepted. I'm just reading the bottle now. Okay. I'm normally good at this. Yes. But it's bottle conditioned. Oh, you've, and you've got my guff in, have you? You've got a lot of... Oh, oh that's alright. It's not too bad, though. You, you have more guff than the rest of us. I do. That's okay. It's not as as, uh, cloudy as you might have thought. So if you want to taste it without, you're quite welcome to have some of mine. He's given up his own beer to taste it. No, I don't know. It smells more like an American IPA. Does it? That might be because of the hops. Does it say what's in it? It is hopped with Columbus, Citra and Simcoe. Packing it with tropical fruit aromas and flavours. It tastes very... Mm. What's that? that? Sweet. Chewits. <laughs> that smells like a kernel beer, doesn't it? It's got all yeah, those kind of uh, bottle conditioned kernel beer things, but not as nice. No, no it isn't as nice, is it? No. It's it's nice. It tastes alright, right, though. I quite like it, it's but it's not as nice as the kernel yeah. one. Yeah, yeah it's Funny nice. you should say that, because three weeks ago this was named Seba's 2012 Supreme Champion Bottle Beer. Really? Yep. Did they have any kernel beer? They did. They had it beat the Colonel uh, London Export. Porter. Oh, London 1890 which is an old uh, barge that used to go about and boards across the harbour and they converted it into a pub, floating pub. Mm. Called the Grain Barge. They got all their beers in. Uh, yeah, Bristol, uh, they started in 2003. There was a, brew- a brewery in Bristol on their site uh, for over 200 years. Uh, and they closed in 1933 before a local architect, George Ferguson, bought the building in 2003 and turned it into a brewery so it could restart. Within six months, they were brewing again as the Bristol Beer Company, but then they changed the name to the Bristol Beer Factory. And they have a 10 barrel plant. Mm-hmm. Have a sip. Maybe you can say something. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The citrusy hops do come through. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's not. It's not as soft as the first one. It's more. No. Um, it's quite. It's quite harsh. I'm finding it quite. Yeah, aggressive on the mouth. Yeah, that's, that's a good um, description, actually. Aggressive. Simcoe and Columbus hops are like that. Mm. Yeah, Columbus are properly alpha acid, aren't they? Proper alpha acid. Proper alpha acid. And that's got a QR Simcoe code too, I've noticed. Yeah, and the Facebook and, and Twitter Facebook, thing. And Twitter. That's the second one in a row. And a man times, in a, are, times are changing. Man in a hard hat. Is it under, under construction? Please drink something, Nathan, sponsor me. Yeah, please drink sensibly. Please drink sensibly. sensibly. <laughs> Why are you well, the hard hat to do that? We're nothing if not sensible here on the Bearcast. Mm. 
I like the logo of the Bristol Beer Factory, the um, Clifton Suspension Bridge done as pint. Yeah, it's pretty I was cool. Trying to figure yeah. out what that it's pint top yeah. was. Yeah. It's modern, but classy. Yeah, it's, it's immediately identifiable. Yes. A classy beer. <laughs> yeah. For the modern gentleman. For the modern gentleman. <laughs> it's got a bit of rivets on the bottom, so it's a bit industrial. Yeah. Uh, such as the heritage of the city where it was. <laughs> Could we go any higher then? Name me, name me some famous Bristolians, Jima. Go. Uh, I have no idea. Anybody? Oh, tricky. Yes. Okay. Um, the ones from Portishead. Yeah. Portishead, yeah. yeah. Where was um, Brunel from? Was he from? He was from Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Not that far. Uh, Banksy. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Banksy, yeah. Obvious. Uh, Lee Evans. Yeah. 80s uh, one hit wonder Nick Kershaw. PJ Harvey. Uh, possibly she's from technically from Ponton. Is she? Yeah. Oh, no, just down, just down road. Not that far. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Merchant, Johnny Ball, uh, Cary Grant from Bristol. Really? Yeah. Uh, David Proud, the man who played Darth Vader. Damien Hurst, the artist, and W. G. Grace. Uh, <laughs> I should have got some of them. Cary Grant, yeah, Cary Grant was from Bristol. There you go. Uh, Good known. Good one, kids. Anyway, I'm in my second taste of this. How how the how's the yeast doing? It's pretty yeasty, but it's not. Um, it's it's it makes it it's still quite bitter, but maybe the yeast kind of softened out a little bit in mine. I don't know. Is, is it how's it relate to the American ones you uh, crave after? Um, not as good, I have to say. If I'm being brutally honest, I uh, <laughs> it's it's just a bit too bitter and a bit harsh for my liking. Um, I could probably have a pint of that, but I wouldn't have a second. I think it's got it's got the. Aggressive bitterness, but it doesn't have the fruitiness. Yeah. To mm. balance, it's not balanced enough. Yeah. Maybe, perhaps for me, mm-hmm. not enough um, body to. Yeah, out it kind of you need something else. Then it can't just be bitter. Well, it does have a bit. I don't know. It's a strange one. It is very it's, bitter. It's fruity, but it's got that kind of grapefruit mm. kind of fruitiness, uh, which is what the hops. Do you know. No, cask, no, not Columbus, Citra, and Simcoe. Simcoe, yeah. So it'd be the Citra kind of pineapple-y, lemony kind of... Yeah, it, it, it is an aggressive beer. I mean, it's not for the faint-hearted, this beer. It does say it's got a hard hat. Yeah, oh, well, it's true enough. Yeah, it's probably what they're going for. Yeah. Hmm. I still quite like it. I mean... I mean, it's got a real... I mean, the aftertaste is really hanging about. Like, bitter, mm-hmm. lemoniness, grapefruit, pepper. Yeah. Yeah, the grapefruit, uh, grapefruit um, analogy is a good one because mm. it's like it's got that kind of sweet, really sweet, kind of sour the back of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a classic citra yeah. grapefruit yeah. dry yeah. bitterness yeah. Yeah. follows you for the rest of the week. Mm. What beers were you drinking before? Were you knocking back some IPAs or were you just no. uh, gradually building up to it? You see, listening beers. <laughs> we had Jeffrey the Tortoise, oh, yes, mm-hmm. followed by Black Isle Blonde, mm-hmm. and then I had a Houston Apollo which um, smelled of eggs. And tasted of nothing but it was only 3.8%, but that was alright. And then, that's a good one. <laughs> what did you guys have? Uh, Petland IP. That was it. Uh, that's a 3.9 session beer. They've actually they put out a, a press release today. The Stuart are doing it. Yeah. What's it called? Zithos? Yeah, Zither or something like that. Yeah, overly hot. Overly hot. Like extra hops. But it's only 3.5%. 3. Is it, it Yarl then? Yeah, I think mm. they're trying to go for the yarl market. It's one of their seasonals. They've just got a new seasonal beer, yeah. Stuart. It's not Zithos. That, that is actually a beer. It's something like that. Ziffer. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for that. Mm. Not that we talk about beer news very much on the, the big cast. Okay, well, that's eight minutes. So uh, let's fire through some scores and then we'll come back. Uh, there is actually a potentially potential fifth 
IPA. Oh. So Ooh. if Jeez. we fire through it and we, we're up for it, we can always Let's do it. <laughs> but we can always stick it forward. Try and right. get this drunk. It's great. No, no, no. Do it. Grubin, go for um, it. Oh. Three. Right, Rich. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I'm going to say seven. Because it is a good beer. Maybe it's, I, I feel my palate's not really responding mm. to it, but maybe on another day. Mm. It's like, I don't know. Uh, it's quite harsh, but if you're in the right mood, uh, it it's probably be. good beer. It's like no, a painting no. you don't quite understand. Yeah. But you can appreciate it. But I'm, I'm not going to diss it just because of that. Seven. You've raced a game. You've raced a game. I'm on it. Take my hat to. It's because you sat on the end, that's what it is. It's a fun spot. I'm going to go with a seven as well. I mean, okay. I do like it, and I think it was a bit more harsh than the last one. Yep. But it's a lot better than the beers we've just been drinking in the pub. Um, so, yeah. Definitely seven for me. It's a good beer. It's just a bit, a bit harsh. Right, without the yeast. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to agree with the sevens. It's yeah. If, maybe if we'd have started on this one, it might have gone higher. But no, but the last one was so well balanced and drinkable that yeah. Nah, seven for now. Sounds around. Uh, yeah. Why not? your standard score I'm going to give him a 7 from well, he'll right. still need the calculator for it right? 70%, 70%, 70% <laughs> 7 times 4 <laughs> oh, I, I do like it and even with the yeast it doesn't taste it doesn't taste that different to the, the non-yeasty one It's um, I quite like the kind of sharp lemon grapefruit beers uh, but you're right you can only have so much of them before your palate is just kind of mongrel. trashed uh, but yeah I think that's very good Okay, uh, so that was Bristol Beer Factory's Southville Hop. And uh, when you come back, we'll have our third British IPA. We still haven't spotted the theme yet. No, we haven't. So, spot away. I was going to get her a nine and I thought, no, I'm going to break out a 9.5. Well, hello and welcome back. This is our, as we clear up once we've started recording, that's excellent. Uh, this, is our, timing. this is our third. English IPA, and I'm just going to get it because it's a. Uh... Yeah, I don't know why, it's just, it must be a surprise. Surprise! Oh, jeez, bloody hell. hell. Oh, come on. Oh, man. That's a big one. Oh, yes. Yeah. What? That, that's, that's mental. Yeah, is this the Roosters, guys? This is Roosters Solo de Berg. This is extremely rare, so. Ooh. Uh, it's a 7, is it 750 We don't drink it all. I'll, I'll quite happily keep it. Really? You've got a, a capping device? I'll put the thing back on it, be right. Has it got a number on the top? I believe so. I believe Twelve, I think it might have been, or... I'm going to say that's the most impressive beer you brought out since the No League. Oh yeah, the No League. And, yeah. I've had one of these bottles re recently, and the size of the cap is bigger than standard. And I do wonder how they cap them. <laughs> how do you cap them? It's on a postcard. I know, I know the Reese's... <laughs> The Reese's guys are going to listen to this because they sound like it's it's bigger. Yeah, it is um, totally bigger. Because I was I was the reason why because I was going to use it for my homebrew and then went hang on my caps won't fit on that. I'm going to need a bigger boat. Well, I've got see my uh, beer cap magnets in the corners that have the bigger ones. Mm. The Belgian ones often have the kind of farmhouse Lind um, Lindemann's juice have bigger caps. 
Because they have bigger bottles. Yeah. Right, okay, so, ooh, James, that's carbonate. Well, you might want to stick your, your trap around that. <laughs> James. Okay, so roosters were founded by uh, Sean and Alison Franklin in 1993 in Nursbury. Right, that's as it passes your glasses on. Another bottle conditioned one, I'm going to have to. Yeah, nothing actually. Uh, Sean used to work in a vineyard in France, but he returned to his Yorkshire in the 1960s to set up a brewery. To his Yorkshire? Uh, using second-hand brew tanks he cobbled together himself and then delivering the beer in a taxi that he drove as a day job. Proper old-school yeah. brewing. Bottle condition. Ooh. It smells like a Belgian beer. Is it? Sorry. Am I still uh, full of fun? So it's okay, I can yap. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. So he was brewing in the daytime and driving a taxi at night delivering the beer on his, on his own. Uh, eventually, he, he got fed up with the tyre system working against him and sold up. Uh, returned to taxi driving, but he got a part-time job with Daleside and then got the impetus to restart brewing himself under the name Rooster. Getting peachiness. Peachiness? Mm. Big that smells really good. Yeah, a lot of, really fragrant. You see the word truffle? Fragrant. fragrant. <laughs> I tell you, lad. There's a lot of fragrant in it. It's fragrant. Up in its sweet fragrance. Uh, yeah, you'll, know, it you'll know about fragrance, won't you? Uh, <laughs> uh, he called the brew Rooster after Rooster Coburn in True Grit. Oh, I. Uh, they, they brew 60 barrels a week, and April last year they sold up. Peter, Alison and Sean sold up to Ian Fozard, Fozard of Nesborough's Market Town Tavern. So it's now run by his two sons, Oliver and Tom. 60 a week, quite small. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much. Uh, Oliver used to work for Daleside and Copper Dragon, and Tom mm. used to work with Zach Avery at Beer Ritz. So they've got both halves of the brewing spectrum covered. But Obviously, it was tough for Sean to sell up after so many years, but I think he was happy he went to someone who was local and knew what they were doing. So roosters are still going strong. And this is a, they have a small, I think they have a small pilot plant, and this is one of the small pilot batches. I think it's got a lot of stuff on. Sorry, <laughs> just <laughs> sniffing the bottle. Yeah, you can sniff away, you're looking very sheepish. <laughs> it smells like, like tropical, you know, classic tropical fruit. Really nice. Don't taste it yet. Tastes of spicy pineapple. That's a good, good show. Spicy pineapples. That's the I love pineapple. Tastes great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, keyboard, pineapple. keyboard popping. Nice. I love pineapples, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Proper granite. <Yeah. laughs> what's that? What's that? Six percent. Mm. Bang on. Yeah, six percent. Um, six hop IPA. Yeah, so from different countries as well. From are they really? Yeah, New Zealand, American, Slovenian, or is it Slovakian? Slovenian, Slovenian. and Australia. A cornucopia of fruit flavours. Certainly does. There's a slight Belgianness taste to it. I suppose that'd be the bottle because it's it's pretty hazy. I think it's probably unfined, isn't it? Or oh, mine's nice bottle conditioned. Actually, after it settles down a bit, it's not quite as fizzy as you might think. Yeah. When it first comes out, it looks like a Belgian fizzy beer, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it tastes that Belgian. No. That was an immediate reaction, which is probably wrong. Nesborough is a spa town in North Yorkshire, located on the River Nid. Ah, all the beers are from spa towns. Ooh. Oh, is he on it? He might have it. Oh, oh, oh. Apart from the Bristol Beer Factory one. Yes, that could be it. Oh, so, so the, the next, next one's, one's from, from Bath. Bath. Yeah. Well, Bristol is near Bath. That was going to be my. Oh. That was my uh, it's four miles from Harrogate. Has a castle that dates from Norman times. The Lord of Nesborough was called Solo de Burg. Well, he was the first one, Solo de Burg. I was going to say Mother Shipton's Cave as well. Oh yeah, I'm coming on to that. Oh, right, Have you been there? Yeah, we, we, we petrified a small teddy bear. Uh, did you? I was wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. Petri- Talk to the listener about uh, petrification. What? what? <laughs> Listen to the man, he'll explain. <laughs> no, I, I don't have much. Well, I have something about Mother Shipton. 
Um, Do it. She was a hideously ugly cave-dwelling soothsayer. You say ugly, I say beautiful. Yes, that's true, isn't it? In the eye of the beholder. Exactly who she was, or exactly what she said, isn't definitively known, but it's certain that her name became linked with many tragic events. Um, She's supposed to be Notre Dameus for North Yorkshire. Yeah, Notre Dameus. Dameus. Her her prophecies didn't appear in writing until 80 years after she died. Many of them were actually faked, uh, such as her most famous, The World to End Shall Come in 1881. But the world didn't end in 1881. She was also rumoured to have predicted the Great Fire of London in 1666. Um, and false. Apparently, when uh, Samuel Pepys was walking through the devastation uh, with the royal family, they were he heard them and wrote down in his diary that they were wondering whether she predicted it. Mm-hmm. Good job she wasn't burnt at the stake, I guess. That kind of. Yeah. yeah what year is? She was alive in about six. The late 1500s. Alright, lucky enough to get burnt, is it? Uh, she has a moth named after her because it has a profile of a hag's head on its wing. Uh, I'll put a picture up on it. If you listen to this on a video iPod, I'll stick a picture of the hag head moth. Uh, yeah. You can just imagine. Anyways, <laughs> she, she lived in a cave. I want the picture. We can visualise. <laughs> she, she lived in a cave and it's now famous for petrifying toys. Go. Mm. When I'm drinking, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, the cave is famous for petrifying stuff. As you just said. Mm-hmm. So when we were at primary school, we had a trip out from our native Malton over to Nesborough, a good old 25 miles. On a horseless carriage. <laughs> it took a long time, then <laughs> we had to walk. It's um, a walk. Cool, powered. <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's all limestone around there. So you, and it drips through, it's a cave, the water drips through, and it's all limestone, and the water drips on your toy. In our case, it was a cuddly toy, and you leave it there for X months. And, um, the water with all the minerals in it solidifies and becomes stone, petrifies it. Uh, and then we, six months later, however long it was, we got a petrified teddy bear that hung in the primary school. Awesome. Yeah. I've seen pictures again on Wikipedia where I got all that bump from, and it's just a, an overhanging cave with a line of things hung up by string. Yeah. So is that still there? Yeah, yeah you, can still, you can still go. Nesbitt's just right, outside between York and Harry. still there? Morton Primary School. Can anybody stay at Morton Primary? No. Is your, <laughs> is your teddy bear still there? Is it still there? Um, maybe. I don't know actually. I want to see it. I'm, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I imagine it must be somewhere. They probably kept it. Awesome. I'm going tomorrow. Good. You should bring something to um, petrify. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Next time we're in Yorkshireville, it's a nice part of the world around there actually. Yeah. Awesome. Get away to the Dales and all yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, of so course, what, it is yeah. Stu's noticed that it's a pretty funky upside down cross, or it could be a sword, but I, I choose yeah, to yeah, interpret it thus. I think it's a sword. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a sword, but I'm, I'm going to interpret it as yeah, a kind of sab- inverted cross, Sabbath <laughs> fashion. It's quite a, a dark looking beer. It's a sinister yeah. rooster on the mm, label. Yeah. I, I quite like it. It's a definite yeah, metal that's, looking that's about. Some, Yeah, that's, that's a metal font. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Absolutely. Gothic metal font. Yeah. Because no uh, the castle was in Nesborough, the earliest uh, person who looked after mm-hmm. that, the Lord of Nesborough, was Sir Lord Burke in 1115. Uh, he held the honour of Nesborough from the king. Uh, his immediate successor, Hugh de Morville, was the leader of the group of knights who murdered Archbishop Thomas Beckett at Canterbury Cathedral in 1170. Well, mm-hmm. and he had his land forfeited afterwards for other reasons. Yeah, so that's who Sir Lord de Burke was. He was the first Lord of Nesborough. Anyway. 
so yeah, this is a very limited edition beer. They only made it once. Uh, so this may actually be number 12. It says, is it 12? It looks like a 12 to me. It looks like that would have been a 12 on the bottle. Yeah, I love oh, it. It's got a funky cap as well. With oh, it's got a thing in it. Uh, yeah, so I got this from Beers, uh, Beer Ritz, sorry, uh, I guess because the connection with um, Tom uh, used to work, Tom Fozard used to work with Zach down there, and it's, it's only got one rating on Rate Beer, so it's really particularly rare, so I'm happy mm. to get it, and uh, it's absolutely lovely. Yeah. So you'd be happy to read it on Rate Beer. No, I will be, I'll be fine. I'll be totting that up. Don't worry. Yeah, I think it tastes, it tastes really good. I think it's light. I would drink a lot of that, and it's six percent, so I'd probably be a bit tipsy after it. I have to say, that's that's a grand cup. Yeah, it's a grand cup of beer. Metal chalice. <laughs> <that you laughs> it doesn't get any better. No, than that. seriously, though, that's really, really tasty. Yeah, really cornucopia of fruit flavors. Yeah. It's, more, it's more in there, so yeah. Um, oh yeah, I hope so. Well. <laughs> once we once we go off air in between this, maybe we'll save that to the end and we can finish it off. Uh, mm. there. All right, let's have some scores because uh, we're at nine minutes. So, uh, do you mind when you give some scores for Roosters Solo de Berg six hop IPA six percent? De Berg was seven and one half. Seven and one half. Right. Ooh, blimey, not rating as high as they. Yeah, maybe not quite. The first one. Yeah, I, I, I like it, but not crazy. Um, I've got, I've got to rate it. I like it. It's almost nice. It's almost nice. It's almost nice. <laughs> I've got to rate it higher. Um, um, that's an eight for me, at least. I am going to possibly surprise people by saying that's a 9.5 for me. What? Oh my goodness. Wow. Nine and a half. That is an awesomely okay. balanced. Okay, pontificate. Yeah. Awesomely Go. balanced, light, hoppy beer. That, that's, that's brilliant. I, I, I think that's amazing. I think they should make more of that. Don't you'll never get it for the beer. Like, can I? Can I? <laughs> well, that's true. I'll never, never make it for the beer in the year. I'll, I'll put the cap back on and put it in the fridge. <laughs> I, I, I'm well impressed with that. That's oh. one of the best beers I've had in a long time. Get the to beer it and see if you've got some. I'm, I'm, well, I'm well impressed as well. I'm going to up my score to an eight and a half, actually, okay. because I think yeah. I was being a bit too harsh. That's I think that edge is yeah. like a bumpy bastard. No, no, yeah, you, you are. You, you give it what you think. I am. Yeah, you are. For, you can, for, you a summer, summer, for a summer's day, that is... That's true. Tea and beer cast. Tea and beer cast, yeah. That is cracking. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. That's, that's absolutely lovely. It's, again, we talk about balance, and the Bristol Beer Factory had lots of uh, grapefruit and lime and lemon stuff, which I, I like in an IPA, but this one is it's similar to the Lotus. It's got that really nice balance of different fruits, as they say, cornucopia. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely wonderful. I was going to put mine up to an eight. No, not actually not to do with what you said. I just had a, a sit there and went, oh, I can <laughs> actually, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so backtracking uh, here. Well done, roosters. And if that's the kind of thing they can do after having just taken over, then the future's bright for that brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don't um, make that a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> do more, please. <laughs> okay, when you come back, we will have our final uh, IPA, which may or may not be from a spa town. Oh. I think it might be. Uh-huh. So get get guessing spa towns, boys. <laughs> It's not arrogant. It's not Lemington. Oh, Lemington. No, it's not Lemington. Uh, really? no. I'm going to get to a 9 and I thought, no, I'm going to break out a 9.5. Well, hello. Welcome back. We uh, had a bang with our third British spa-based IPA and our fourth British, uh, forgetting the Bristol, uh, our fourth British spa-based IPA is 
It's Buxton Brewery's Axe Edge. Axe Edge from Buxton. Buxton. It's a double IPA at 6.8%. Oh, yes. Which some of us might just say is a, an IPA. But <laughs> I would count it as an IPA, but never mind. This is bottle conditioned, <laughs> unfiltered, unpasteurized. So expect bits. For a layman, why is it a, what's the difference between a double IPA and an IPA? It's all to do with strength. ABV. It's just strength, pure strength. Yeah. If it was a double IPA from America, I'd expect it to be like, I don't know, eight. eight I, I would think that's a double IPA. I mean, an American IPA is like five and a half to seven, but they can overlap in terms of ABV. Yeah, true. And in terms of a, a British style, IPA, a six point eight percent British IPA would be a double. I it's quite yeah, no, it's quite. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm being, I'm We're just not being like I'm being American. I'm just being that nonsense. Uh, Buxton is a spa town in the Derbyshire Peak District with a population of twenty thousand and one thousand feet above sea level. It's the highest market town in England. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, I get in trouble. Yeah. Alston Alst- Alst- in Cumbria makes this claim, but it lacks a regular market. Smells tropically. Yeah. Buxton is in, within the sphere of influence of Greater Manchester, according to Wikipedia, which sounds a bit ominous. It is. It's, it's not far up. It's not far up. And it's famous for its limestone caverns and mineral water. It's known as the gateway to the Peak District. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. Everywhere's a gateway to someone. We love a gateway on the beer cast. Uh, the geothermal spring in the town, which is the reason why the town was founded, pipes out water at a constant 28 degrees centigrade. I can only find two famous Buxtonians group, uh, Tim Brooke Taylor from the Goodies and Dave Lee Travis. <laughs> Two classics, though. Yeah, Harry Cornflake himself is <laughs> good enough. Harry yeah. Cornflake is a Buxtonian. Yeah. Well. Okay, so this is their Axe Edge, their double IPA. Let's have a, have a go. Very dark. Yeah, isn't it? Quite well. well, it's, no, well it's not very dark, but it's like darker than the rest of the IPAs. Yeah, d- double IPAs will be darker because of all the, the malt they put in it. A bit of malt to boost up the ABV. Oh, that smells of. Um, oh, what's that fruit? It's not as fruity, is it? Is it. Uh, passion fruit. Yeah, passion fruit, yeah. More mango, um, mango. mango, mango, and I passion fruit. Mango. I think it's mango. Does it mention the hops on the bottom? It says here, hopped with stunning blend of European, North American, and New Zealand varieties. So it's hoptastic. I do know it's Amarillo, Citra, and Nelson Sogan. There you go. Oh, that's lovely. Well, Nelson Sogan is the only New Zealand hop that anyone ever knew. Apart right. from there are a few galaxy as well. Is it? Galaxy is Australia. Oh, okay. Pacific, no, Pacific Gem? No. Pacific, Pacific Jade? They're both New Zealand. No. Actually, Galaxy might be. I'm thinking of. No, Galaxy is Australia. No. I can smell a bit of citrus. I, you can always spot the citrus, say mango. Very juicy. Yeah. Proper fruit, that. Doesn't quite. It's I'm nice. not sure the flavour backs up the smell. And the smell yeah. is really good, yeah. but I'm not sure it backs it up quite as well. The last one was really refreshing with all the hops. This one's just. A bit sweeter, because it's a bit darker, a bit more, mm. more bloody to it. Not quite as, not quite as punchy. It's really nice. That's some good beers. Is nice. this, good choice. Have there. the British learned to make IPAs? Yes, this is the point. This is the point of this show. Yes, absolutely. We're we're catching. Oh, it's, it's a sea change. change. Yeah, it is a sea change. A sea change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sea change. You're struggling with your tongue twisters this evening. It's a sea change. Uh, we also have, in this load of beers I bought, I also bought a load of black IPA. So we're doing a black IPA beer cast. Mr. B has asked to be on that. So once he gets back, he's actually in uh, Boston. He was in Boston. Is he still there? Was he? He's probably heading towards New York. I think. Yeah. So he's in the States, but he's going to bring some beer back, he said. So we may have a non-British beer cast at some point, but it's it's beers he brought back specially. So, you know, we won't uh, begrudge him that. But yes, they, and he wanted to be on the black IPAs. 
so Fool. much so much good stuff is coming out of the UK now. It's it's just great. It's a great time to be drinking beer. <laughs> Has it ever been a bad time to be drinking beer? No, <laughs> especially good now. <laughs> the British have had it. They've gone off the the beers. Well, it's a good time, time to be drinking hoppy beer. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time to be drinking beers that that we like. Probably like America. <laughs> Proper, yeah. Proper beer. I know what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. I'm being facetious. <laughs> we, we always have you on our IPA show, Stu, and I always have to ask you this question. How does that compare to uh, Goose Island? Any Goose Island. I mean, well, actually, I've decided my mm. favourite beer of all time has changed from Goose Island IPA. Mm. Which so, is brilliant. Which is absolutely fantastic. It's still, it's number two at the moment now. Okay. Replaced by? Odell's. Which one? Ooh, like IPA it. or extra IPA? Extra IPA. Is that the Luplium? Is it Luplium? I think it's not the five barrel. Oh god! Now you mixing me up now. But no, it's, an Odell, it's an Odell's one. Anyway. Okay. Put it on. What does the label look like? An Odell's label. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all awesome. So it's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so it's an Odell's one. It's not Goose Island, but they're very close. Yeah. How does this one compare, and how does the rest of them compare? Um. I would say the the one with a big cock on it <laughs> was closest yep. to to my favourite, and, and not far off. Oh, not ah, far off at all. <laughs> uh, this one is this the moment for Stu when I mean, you realise that you know we can do it as good as the Yanks. No offence to American listeners. <laughs> uh, possibly Th- this one for me is a bit sweet and a bit heavy. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's nice. I really like it. Again, it's going to be it's going to score pretty highly, but it's uh, <clears throat> again I probably yeah, just take yeah. about one or two. Yeah, it's a bit that's about it. It's a bit, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not when yeah, it's a sipper. You know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just it would sit on you a bit more than the last one. You don't want to down numerous of these. We actually have the black IPA for our black IPA special, so uh, stay tuned for that. Axe Edge is named after a, a hill or a pass somewhere in the Peak District. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Co- the cover. <laughs> yeah. He's got a nice, nice album art. <laughs> <laughs> the label doesn't look that great. It looks a bit cheapy, but... Yeah, who'd have thought? I mean, we'll don't judge an IPA by its cover. Yeah, box That's rubbish. But, obviously, the interior is much better. Is there a QR code, I ask you? No. No, no. no QR, there's no, no Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Buxton have a five-barrel brew house in the Peak District with a pilot plant on hand for experimentation. Uh, they started in 2009 as a cuckoo brewery, taking over Derby's Wild Walker Brewery. Moved equipment to Buxton and uh, they did a bit of Wild Walker beers and then went off on their own. In 2011, uh, they got rid of the Wild Walker name and just concentrated on Buxton, had a bit of a revamp. And recently employed uh, former Thornbridge brewer James Kemp, I believe he's from New Zealand, uh, to, and I think since he got on, he's been doing all these interesting beers. Uh, it's only 12 miles from Buxton to Thornbridge, uh, to Bakewell. So. Quite close. It's a good area there. I remember being working in Derbyshire. Yeah. And um, lots of decent beers. Good, good part of the world for beer. Mm. They say on the marketing blog, I wasn't going to read this out before we tested it. Um, complex flavours include mandarin orange, which I'm getting a lot of. Schnapps, pineapple and tropical fruit. Schnapps. 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 Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, definitely you're on there. That's why you don't read it out before you taste it. Yeah. <laughs> so we go, oh yeah, look at those mandarins. Yeah. That's why I said that. That's why. Pineapple, yeah. Pineapple, yeah. What did you say? Spice pineapple? It's fuzzy. No, that was the last bit. Was, was the last one? Yeah, it was the last oh, one. Right. No, it was a spice yeah. pineapple, yeah. Right, same. 
Bond. It is Bond, yeah. I mean, I, I do like these kind of beers, and it's, it's just great to see this kind of stuff. Not, not, mean, not meaning that the beers that come out of the UK now aren't traditional and sessionable and just as good, but it's good to see them kind of pushing the envelope and getting the stronger beers out. I think there was a stage where a lot of British beers were the same. Like, they were nice, but there was a lot of the same kind of beer. So mm. it's nice to see people pushing it. Slightly different. Yeah. English brewery. Yeah. I wonder if the spa town, apart from Bristol, the spa towns use the water and it has a bit, must have a big effect. It probably won't be the, the eggy water, obviously, but must be some good mineral water around there they can use for their brewery. Might make a difference, I guess. That's why, mineral uh, water's a big part of it. That's why Burton did all well back in the day. Hi. Okay, uh, should we have some scores for uh, Buxton Axe and then we can uh, get out of here and leave people to their, their lives? What? Can you remind me of my previous scores? You need consistency. Score. I've got myself in a muggle. In a muggle you you went eight, a muggle. seven. Eight, seven, eight. Eight, seven, eight. Eight. Eight, seven, eight, eight. Do you think that's as good as the works IPA? Uh, yes. Different kind of In its own way. Yeah. I'm going to go seven and a half. All right. I think that's what I said for the Lux IPA as well, is it? Probably. Uh, yes. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So sort of consistent scoring. I kind of like, yeah. Actually, sorry to butt in. It's not. No, really I'm not letting you talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing off. <laughs> I'm going to reduce my Lux IPA to eight and uh, seven and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very much. Retrospective. So this one's slightly better. I'm happy. Yeah. Can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> I authorise you to talk. Excellent. You have the talking stick. <laughs> the floor stick. is yours. <laughs> talking bottle opener. Um, yeah, seven and a half. It's again, it's it's a really nice beer. Really, really like it. Um, a little bit heavy, a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as balanced as the um, the cock beer from earlier on. So, Solo de Burg. That's the fella. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. I um. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8 as well. I think it's different to the Lotus IPA. Yep. Um, different different uh, fruitiness coming through, but still gives me that 8 tingle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 8 <eight laughs> tingle! Awesome! <laughs> wow. Oh shit, that's going to be quoted on the website, isn't it? <laughs> what did the 9.5 yeah. give you then? Oh. That's, that's not a tingle. <laughs> you can only imagine. It's gone past a tingle. <laughs> Put that on your bottle label. <laughs> I'm going to do that eight and a half because uh, I think that's great and it's, it's it's a good, strong, sweet, rich double IPA and I love those. So eight and a half. I, 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 I know it's bigger and it's got more oomph than the Lotus IPA, but that's not to say it's any, it's just slightly better. But they're both still out. All these yeah. beers have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. All of them, absolutely. Yeah. All of them. Okay, fantastic. Should we uh, wrap that up there? Uh, I'll just do the scores if you want to yap on a little bit. I just need to work out what that last bit scored and then how they all rate. Right. Someone pick up the uh, talking stick. There you go. Jules. <laughs> Jules. Talk. Pass this talking stick around. So they've all been from Spa Town. Yep. Which is the theme. Yep. Was there any meaning behind that? No. Or was it, it just a coincidence? It was a massive coincidence. All right. Okay, I'm not ready. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
good work. <laughs> That's all I can think of, really. Okay, so, uh, well, thank you very much for listening, first of all. Um, uh, you can come to our website, which is thebeercast.com, or follow us on Twitter at thebeercast, or at beercastpaul. Hello. Or at Groovin10. Are yeah. you, have you, you're Twittering? Yeah, no. but I, 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 I read, I don't tweet. You don't tweet? <laughs> now you're lurking. You're just a voyeur. I lurk, yeah. After, I put out, I put out a, um, a thing for people to follow you. Uh, you got one extra follower. Yeah, what? Well, there's some random guy. You don't have two. Who the hell are you? But anyway, yeah. I'll follow you. <laughs> well, you better say something if you follow them. No, I, I, what am I going to say? I'm not following you. It's like <laughs> no, just no, some looking for followers. <laughs> you on Twitter, Stu? No. No, okay. Don't follow Stu. You can follow him in the streets. You want school fashion. He likes that. So we had some great beers today. The winner from that, I will go reverse order. Southfield Hop got 70, which is a great score, especially for a fourth place beer. It's the, the hard luck loser. Um, Ilkley, Lotus and IPA, 79. Uh, second place was Axe Edge with 80. And the winner was Rooster Solo de Berg with 88. Hefty score. Only 88%. Yeah. Really? Yeah, some eights in there. That's high. It's probably high, and it's high score, but I wouldn't rate it high. We had an eight, eight and a half, nine and a half, nine. Mm. That's it. Overall, that's a strong. So yeah, thank you very much to the podcasters. Thank you very much to uh, the brewers for making such great beer. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast in a couple of weeks. Well, three weeks, hopefully. The Black IPO. Yeah, we made the Black IPO. Oh. We, we made you Craig's uh, bonus if he, if he does bring the beer back. Uh, we made you some of the ones like. Uh, we'll see you again shortly. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. I wanted to say I like the uh, the idea that it's got a big cock on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no, I like a beer with a big cock on the front. You know, when he said, "Are we still recording?" That's what yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh.